The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much, maybe it's just you're not enough for me. Can't you see, I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be. Hi there, and welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delator, and this week we have a story from comedian, writer, and performer Wonder Dave. How's your week going? I went to the dog park today, and I, you know, I'm that crazy person who says hi to every single dog, and I'd do it to every cat if they had a place where I could go say hi to cats. But there was this bulldog puppy in the park, and he kind of put his paws like on my calf and really wanted to say hi to me. And I bent over to say hi to him. And he, you know how big dogs like to do that thing where they butt your head. He hit me in the face so hard. I think one of my teeth is loose. It really hurts and it looks a little crooked. I'm going to have to go to the dentist after saying hi to a dog. What does that say about me? Speaking of dogs, yesterday, you know how you can have those time hop things that will show you like a memory from the past. I had one pop up yesterday and it really kind of set me in a mood. It said, I really believe, and this was me posting. It said, I really believe I have a perfect life. Not only can I take my show on the road, do what I love, meet new people in new cities, get to hear their stories, but I can also go home and have a dog waiting at home. I have a partner who can take care of him, who can show him love, and so I'm not missed. And when I get home, I get this, I get this loving, enthusiastic welcome from my dog, Quake. I really do have it all. Well, that post was a few years old, and it's been a long time since I've toured to another city, since before the pandemic, since right before the pandemic. And guess what? I don't have those things anymore. I've been getting a lot of emails from other cities, from people saying, when are you going to come back to our city? And I got one last week. And they said, we're waiting for you in Seattle. When are you coming back? And I said, well, the thing is, my partner and I split up. And, um, you know, I have to kind of ramp back up into touring. But I have this new problem, which is, what do I do with my dog? I don't have a partner to take care of my dog anymore. And they felt a little dismissive when they said, oh, I'm sure somebody can take care of your dog. Um, Well, you've obviously not met my dog. He's 166 pounds. He's almost 10 years old. And he's quite a handful. He will not go for a walk with anybody except me or my assistant, Crystal. And Crystal has a life. She can't always be available to come deal with Quake or babysit Quake every single time I need to go out of town, especially if I start touring again. Because Crystal goes on tour with me. So I'm not sure what to do. 
I felt like I had it really good. I did. I had someone who my dog loved that he could be with. And it's been really hard having this dog all by myself. He's a lot of work. I love him. I'm so glad I got him in the split. But every morning there is that, you know, read my mind thing that is very hard on an old dog. I took Quake on an RV road trip back in December with my best friend Lil P and I've never seen him so happy. And as you have probably heard me say, I have this fixation with RV trips and I'd love to do that as part of touring. But what do you do with your dog while you're in a show for six or eight or 10 hours? Like, where do you put him? Where do you find a place with like shade? Where do you find a place to keep your dog cool? And what if your dog's a pain in the ass like mine is? He's a lovable pain in the ass, but he's a pain in the ass. So as I start thinking about the weather getting warmer and really itching to go on tour and starting to take the show to new cities again, I don't know what to do about the dog. I don't want to be the sort of person who plans to resume my life after my dog dies. I might have to, and that makes me really sad to think about. Quake would love to go on adventures with me. I'd love to take him with me. It's always better when he's with me, but I was never able to do that when I, you know, would go do shows in LA or Seattle or Chicago or any of those places. So just know that if you're wanting me to bring body to your city, I want it as bad as you do. I'm just trying to figure out how. I'm hoping that a solution presents itself soon. In the meantime, I'm snuggling with a giant St. Bernard and telling him how much I'm dying to go on the road again. He doesn't really get it. (laughs) If you have an answer, I'd love to hear it. Maybe you've done something like this with an elderly dog. Maybe you're a performer. Maybe you're just somebody who has a dog who's figured out how to have it all. I feel like I've lost an important part of what I loved about my life. And as I recover from my fear of COVID and getting back out there in the world, I don't want to not do these things right now. It's been two years. When you think about how much time you've lost, like we lost two years. And I'm so grateful to Quake for keeping me sane during that time. I really owe him a lot but I'm not sure how I get back to my life after that much dedicated time where he's had me all to himself. Dixie at Body Storytelling, if you have any answers, please help me figure out this problem. I'd really appreciate it. Y'all, we've got a new sponsor and I'm really excited about them. They're called Beducated, and Beducated is like the Netflix of sexual wellness. They have an online course platform with easy to follow video, audio, and written guides. Beducated provides techniques and information to level up your sex life because Beducated believes that sexual happiness is trainable. They offer an expert-backed library of courses from Tantra to kink and more. You can explore new practices and upgrade your lovemaking skills. You can also take a deep dive into one or more of their courses for women. Because I sure am. I had a hard time choosing where to start. Would it be take control and design your own libido? tips for successful group sex or online dating, which they offer as courses for both men and women. But you know, I decided to start with learn how to squirt and next up in the queue, sensual vulva massage. 
I've always wanted to try a yoni massage, and I love that I can learn on my own and satisfy my curiosity before I try it with a partner. Beducated subscription benefits include unlimited access to all their online courses, more than 100 hours of video and audio content, tips from world-renowned educators, new content every week, and high-quality streaming on all devices. And here's a hot tip. You can try Beducated for one day for free and get 65% off Beducated's yearly pass with my code Dixie. Just go to Beducated.com and use my coupon code D-I-X-I-E and your 65% off will be locked in for life. That's Beducated, spelled B-E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D.com and use the code Dixie. The link is in our episode description. If you sign up for Body's Patreon at the $10 level or higher in the next two weeks, you can get a free live stream ticket to our next show, Fingers Crossed, on Friday, April 22nd. Free live streams are one of my favorite ways to thank my Patreon supporters. Y'all got me through the pandemic, and you're the people who got me to that 15-year mark. I want you to join our community too, so I'm giving you a free live stream ticket for our next show if you join now. Body is my life's passion. And your support for Body Storytelling's live streams, live shows, and award-winning podcast on Patreon will help me build a bigger and better body, because I have goals. Goals like making the show more accessible to folks everywhere, whether they be online or, dare I dream it, to take body on the road again. I really miss bringing body to new cities and seeing your face in person or reaching more people with sex-positive messages and education. I get so many emails from people who've never found the sort of acceptance and love that they've found here with us. I want to reach more people, to tell them that whomever you love, whoever you are, you're not wrong. There's a place for you, and it's here with us. I dream of building my team because I really need help. And I dream of spending more time with you, my listeners. I want to establish a stronger connection and do what I love to do, connect you with what you dream of. We've done a lot of live streams. And do you know where those live stream replays live? Yep, they're all on Patreon. So not just this live stream, but all the past live streams too. But you can only get the free live stream ticket for fingers crossed if you join by April 18th. So go to patreon.com slash body and become a member to get your free live stream ticket now. We all need more pleasure and self-care right now because it's been a rough couple of years. And you know that body of yours? You only have the one. So you want to take great care of it. Put good things inside it. And when it comes to the lubrication you use, I recommend UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean body-safe ingredients. UberLube makes sex better for everyone by reducing friction, not sensation. It's great for all kinds of play, vaginal, anal, oral, and thousands of doctors recommend it for its simple ingredient list. That ingredient list makes it widely used by people with sensitivities to other lubricants. A lot of people say, I never knew lube could be this good. They report loving it on their body and not feeling like they need to wash it off afterwards. And because UberLube loves body storytelling as much as I love their product, they are offering body storytelling listeners a special offer, 10% off and free shipping 
when you use my code D-I-X-I-E at uberlube.com. Sex in any form is important to your happiness. And if you want to make it even better, make sure your lube is made with the highest quality, most body-safe ingredients. Remember, 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code Dixie at uberlube.com. When it comes to lubrication, nothing beats it. Uberlube, it lets you feel what you want to feel. Are you ready for a story? Well, let me tell you about this week's storyteller. Wonder Dave is a comedian, writer, performer, and swell human being. He is the co-creator of the Mental Health Comedy Hour, a show where comedians tell jokes and talk about mental health. Dave is a pro wrestling commentator for Hood Slam and co-host of the Oakland Variety Show, The Ruckus and Rumpus Revival. You can find him online at wonderdave.org. This storyteller is Wonder Dave. So I believe uh, before we get to many of the things people have mentioned tonight, like being attracted to pregnant women and peeing on people, uh, I, that's not the first taboo you learn about. And my story is about the first taboo uh, that I learned about. And that taboo is, of course, masturbation. Yeah, right? Yeah, give it up for masturbation. It's good. It deserves a hand. Womp, womp. Uh, I, I kind of don't like myself a little now. Uh, uh, so here's the beautiful thing uh, about masturbation in my life and how it came into my world. I will share that all with you now. Uh, when I was a young lad, my stepfather came down to the basement where my room was and handed me a trash bag full of books. And he was like, hey, these are left over from my mom's school. Pull out whichever books you want. And I was like, sweet, I am taking all these goosebumps. They are for me. Uh, and amidst the various goosebump-like things, uh, there was one book. It had a bright blue cover, and in bold yellow letters on it were the words boys and sex. It's like, and 12-year-old me in rural Wisconsin was like, pretty sure I'm into both of those things. So I did not let them see the book. I didn't want them to know that I've, I had like stumbled upon this trove of treasure, right? My parents weren't super conservative, but they were like Lutherans from the Midwest, right? Like, ish, a little, like, my mom was kind of a hippie. I realize now that she was smoking pot when I wasn't looking, whatever. Um, because she smoked it with me as an adult. That's when I realized it. Like, she was like, she called me and was like, where's the head shop in La Crosse? It's like, on Third Street? I'm 19. It's a very confusing moment. Uh, so I secreted away the boys and sex book, right? Uh, and like all 12-year-old boys, I had found a cool thing and I was gonna share it with my best friend. So first, I read it. And it contained a lot of fascinating information. It was a book, it's written by Wardell Pomeroy, who actually did some work at the Center for Sex and Culture. Um, and it was written in the 1970s and was super progressive. Uh, one of the great chapters in it was like uh, the homosexuality chapter, which was like, hey, some people are gay and that's totally okay. And I was like, thank God. No one had told me. Because it was like a vague, mysterious thing, right? Like there was a movie that was banned once. That's all I knew, right? Like, mm, something happens? 
I'm not sure what it is. No one knows. It was the early 90s. Uh, And then there was another chapter, which is, I think to this day, like, the one closest to my heart uh, because of what it said. And it's, it was just such a frank and honest book. And I lived like in a small town, like in the middle of farm country. So I think it was probably poignant for some of my classmates. Uh, And the chapter was on bestiality and it was one page long. uh, And it was basically like, hey, maybe you live on a farm. Maybe you've done some things. You're not a bad person. Consider not telling anyone. <laughs> like, that's, that's the most beautiful way you can introduce that concept. Like, I was like, good job. Good job, book. <laughs> Couldn't handle it, right? Um, but the important chapter in this story was the chapter on masturbation. I was like, what is this new exciting world? <laughs> I can't just wake up with wet underpants in the morning. There's other options. I am on board. Uh, so I had like begun masturbating with a fervor, right? Which, I mean, like, I'm sure that my parents knew that that's what had started happening. Like, cause obviously laundry just like pops up more frequently. Like my mom is not stupid. Um, I also, though, around that time, that was roughly when my mom was like, we're going to learn how to do laundry so you can do your own whenever you want. It's <laughs> like, thank you for teaching me a valuable life skill. So good. Good parenting all around. Um, so I did like the basic jerk and tug and like rubbing it up against things and all the things you can possibly do. Um, and I shared this book with my best friend, Nate. Uh, Nate was also a scrawny white kid. He had glasses. Um, he lived two blocks from me. Uh, we were both really into cars. And uh, thematically tonight, we stole Marlboro cigarettes from his dad all the time. <laughs> this was the basis of our best friendship, right? Like, it's what we needed. Uh, we liked cigarettes and cars. Uh, and we both now liked masturbation. <laughs> Super about it, it turns out. Uh, And because we had this really progressive book about, like, various sexual things, we got, like, hella Bay Area about how we talked about sex as 12-year-old boys. (laughs) Like, we were, like, no slut-shaming, like, let's be real honest and just lay it all the table and, like, clearly communicate our needs and feelings about, like, how we masturbate and talking about it. And he's like, I don't really like to jerk and tug. And I was like, what do you like to do? And he's like, I like to hump my pillow. I was like, huh. So I tried humping my pillow. Um, Clearly, Nate had like a higher thread count than I did. (laughs) I was not, like not into it. I was like, this is all right. Like I can see it. And he's like, I just kind of like chafes when I jerk it so much. And I was like, you just gotta give it a rest. (laughs) It starts to chafe. We would eventually discover lube, guys. Don't worry. Like, we figured out what, like, the Vaseline could also be used for. Or you just take a stick of chapstick and rub it on your dick. That's a classic move, right? You're like, this must be better than what I'm doing right now. Come to these realizations. Just helpful tips for you guys. Um, So eventually, 
as 12-year-old boys do, uh, we had a sleepover at Nate's house, right? And we, like, played Nintendo and did all of the basic things. And we listened to, like, a bunch of Weird Al Yankovic songs because we were huge nerds. Um, yeah, we're super cool. Weird Al is, he's amazing, actually. Um, I, I still love him. Um, and it was, like, a really nice sleepover. And Nate, like, in the midst of, like, we just beat a level, I don't know, uh, he like turns and is like, hey, and at this point we've had many progressive conversations about masturbation, guys, so this is not unusual. Uh, he's like, hey, have you ever wondered what it would be like to have pressure on both sides of your penis at once? I'm like, like not with my hand, but he's like, no, to like stick your dick into something. And it should be clear at this moment that Nate is not gay. And I am not particularly, like, sexually attracted to Nate. He's just my friend, right? Uh, and I'm just sort of like, I don't even, like, I, the concept that anal sex existed was probably, like, three years beyond me at this juncture. Uh, and he's like, yeah, what I want us to do is to stick our dick between the mattress and the box spring and see what it feels like to have pressure on both sides. <laughs> to be clear, people, this story is a story in which I fuck a mattress. Like, that is where this is going. Like, that's really happening. Like, right fucking now. And I'm like, very progressive up until this point, and like, I'm like, yes, we should try this. This is definitely a good plan that will not involve splinters. Like, right? Like, this is a great idea that he just had. Um, twelve, it's you're twelve. You have a spirit of adventure. Uh, I like to think I've carried that through to my adult life, everyone. So, so, uh, so as mentioned, Nate, not gay, me, not really into Nate necessarily. Uh, so. Uh, I don't think I'm fully prepared for the level of gayness that us, like, staring at one another across a mattress, like, doing it would entail, right? Like, that's a lot, that's a lot. Like, I'm not, like, the book told me it was okay, but I'm not sure it's great yet, guys. Uh, so we strung up a sheet across the middle of the bed. This is classy lady right here. <laughs> And then we fucked the mattress. <laughs> like we just did it. And the top was okay, I'm not gonna lie. It was soft, it had some give. As I mentioned earlier, his mom had not skimped on the thread count nor the quality of mattress we were using. The bottom kind of scraped a little. It was kind of like toothy head. Like, which, you know, is all right. But it's not what you're going for necessarily. Uh, and it was very, as we were double teaming this fucking mattress, <laughs> I imagine worse things could have been done to this mattress. All I'm saying, like in the grand scheme of life, it didn't end up in one of those scary motels, okay guys? It just, ha it's an okay mattress. It fulfilled its mattress destiny. Uh, so yeah, we both totally like got it on with the mattress for a decent amount of time because it certainly took me longer than the basic Jurgen tug, right? Uh, and then we both just came in the mattress 
right there, underneath it. His mom couldn't have put that in the washing machine, so I imagine it just stayed there. And we took down the sheet, because that was kind of weird. You don't want to leave that up and be like, why is that there? Uh, and then we went back to playing Nintendo, which was lovely. And I think the beautiful thing about that is that, like, in that moment, that signifier where we just started playing Nintendo again, nothing about our friendship changed. It was just like another thing we did together, right? Yeah, it was really good. And there is, there is one thing I want you to know uh, in addition to this. And I mentioned before that my mom like set me aside and like taught me to do my own laundry and my stepdad brought me the bag of books. My parents are not dumb people. They are not particularly like negative and I was raised very open. I knew all about the birds and the bees, but they also knew that I was not the type of person who would like want to have the talk with his parents about like when I became sexually active. And I am 100% certain that my parents hid that fucking book in there on purpose. <laughs> like they knew what they were doing and they, they just gave it to me like that. And that my friends is a beautiful secret to good parenting. Just let your children discover things on their own. Thank you everyone. Have a good night.
was Passionate by the Backstreet Boys. Want to know about the next live body storytelling? Maybe you want to live stream it wherever you are. It's going to be on Friday, April 22nd, and the lineup looks so good. We've got beloved team member Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Best of Body Storytelling winner Elizabeth Barlow, you've heard her on the podcast a couple of times, Leatherman Dolan Wolf, who's also a member of the team, and brand new storyteller, a graduate of my last How to Be Fascinating, Dixie's Secret System for Brilliant Storytelling. We're going to have Brendan Taylor, who just graduated and is already getting on stage. How awesome is that? Our tickets are sold through Eventbrite. You can get tickets on our website on social media, or in the show notes. Remember, Friday, April 22nd, it's coming up soon. Get your tickets as soon as possible so you can join us in person or tune in on the live stream. Well, that's our time for this week. Before I go, I'd like to ask you to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Your good word means a huge difference. We're just a little bitty podcast. We're independent. And you telling your friends, you writing us a review, oh, I'd appreciate it so much. And I want to say thank you to the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to David Grossoff, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Donald Mooney, Joe Moore, and podcast producer Roman Den Houdiker.
I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 220 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. Thanks for listening, y'all.